Welcome to the Playful Spirituality Podcast, a place to reconnect to spirit, to reclaim your unbridled wildness, and to bring you home to you. I'm Kara Viana, and I'm honored to be on this adventure with you. This is a place to discover your magic and your superpowers. And yes, you definitely have them. It's designed to tap you into the unconditional love and support flowing to you and to help you access that wild, unbridled joy that we so often lose touch with. You can expect all sorts of resources from spiritual and practical tools and teachings to guided meditations and energy healing. We'll have some special guests and even some live readings. This show is for all of us who are humaning to help you navigate this ride of life. If you are open to a little more support, more ease, a broader connection to the universe and to yourself, then stay tuned and find out what might be possible with an infusion of playful spirituality. Hello, beloveds. I've been looking forward to this conversation. I really enjoy these. And yes, I know it is a one-way conversation, but it feels like a two-way conversation because I can feel your energy out there um, I can feel the collaboration of this, and I appreciate you for participating in it. And before we get into the topic, which is a close-to-home topic for me, I have a special thing to tell you about, and I don't want to forget about it, so I'm going to say it right now. On the 1st of August, I'm going to be doing a live group healing. And this will be the first time I've put this out publicly for people to be able to join. These are usually things that are reserved for um, people within um, groups and programs and communities that I run. And they are something that a lot of people look forward to. They are really transformational. We get deep into um, healing of energetic, emotional um, baggage, blocks, beliefs, trauma, physical things. I mean, we kind of run the gamut in these group healings. And I haven't honed in on the theme for this one yet specifically. It'll have several, um, but during the whole session. And then everyone who attends will receive the healing and you'll receive the recording. So you can go back and, and keep going through it and re-listening to it and downloading all of the all of the incredible healing each time you listen. So check it out in the link below. I just the thing I really wanted to tell you is how to get 50% off. So for anyone who leaves a review of the podcast, just go to Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to it, um, give us a review, take a picture of it, and email it to support at caraviana.com and they will give you a code for 50% off the cost of the healing. And if you've already left us a review, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are absolutely can leave another one. Um, if you've left a review on iTunes, go over to Spotify and um, give us a, a rating there. Okay, so let's dive into our topic because it's relevant <laughs> to me <laughs> this week. What I want to talk about is stress. <laughs> I want to talk about stress and I am going to tell you by way of story. I'm going to tell you some rather embarrassing stories about myself, um, not because it matters, it doesn't at all, but because we learn with story, we learn with experience, 
And it doesn't have to be our own experience often. We can learn through other people's experience. So story teaches and way more than words teach, way more than, I mean, I can tell you all day stress sucks and here's what to do about it. But if you hear a story and you resonate with that story, there's a completely different understanding that you can glean from that. We are um, heard group, tribe, community beings, right? We're flocks. <laughs> I don't know what the word is for a group of people, but you know what I'm saying. And as such, communal, I don't know, whatever, as such, we really do know how our bodies know how to map nervous system to nervous system. So first I'm going to tell you what happened to me this week. Um, <laughs> And then you'll see why all of a sudden we're having a conversation about stress. So I am um, doing a job that is out of the ordinary. Um, it's a side job. Some of you might know that there is a uh, television show that's made about my dad. Inside of that, they are there's a, a position that needs to be filled. And I was the, the best choice to step in and, and take on that role for this so it's a short-term side thing I'm trying to incorporate into my regular life of normal, um, all the work I normally do. And we're just ramping up for this for the next couple of months. And I attended a meeting, wasn't even in person, virtual meeting the other day. And I let the stress hit me so intensely. Mind you, this wasn't even on a one to ten scale. I don't know, but it hit. It was a lot, and I tend to not be a very stressed out person anymore because I've spent decades working this. So it was very noticeable, and it was hours before I could finally recalibrate. I was, um, I was walking around the house after this meeting. And it was like the, the this, the that, the da, da, da. Um, some challenging personalities and some challenging situations and whatever. Like really let my, I really, really let it throw me off kilter. And I was walking around the house and it's not just my partner and I, but we have some house guests right now, some family staying with us. And I could see so clearly that my stress was so intense that it was like I was sucking the air out of the house. Everyone knew I was stressed. Everyone could feel it. I was walking around like I had this giant cloud around me where my, my shoulders are up. My, uh, just the energy was so intense. And it was simultaneously me watching it and experiencing it. And I kept thinking, oh my God, stress is so gross. It's so gross. <laughs> I was looking around at like, oh my gosh, it's impacting every person in this house. Every person in the, ha the house was not feeling even killed and everybody was being impacted by the stress that I was feeling. And it was such a great reminder for me of how far I've come in this area as a um, recovering, chronically stressed out person, stress addict. Let's, let's just be real. 
but also and more importantly, because yeah, yeah, that's great. But more importantly, it was a great reminder to me how important it is to continue to do the work to keep myself out of that kind of state because it is so poisonous to our bodies. So let's talk a little bit about stress and the stress response, right? The stress response is originally designed to run away from a tiger, right? Tiger chases you, your body kicks into this fight flight response. There's fight, flight, freeze, and fawn, four actual emergency responses that we have access to. Your body kicks into one of those and all of your reserves go towards doing those things, right? So every, all the energy in your body gets diverted to running away or to hiding or to whatever it is. So you stop digesting, you stop uh, giving birth. If you're in the middle of giving birth, you whatever, all of these other processes in our body so that you can run from the tiger, pumps all this energy, cortisol, adrenaline, ever get dumped into your body and you can run, run, run so fast to get away from the tiger because frankly, at that point, this is life or death. Your body is like, fill it. who cares if we overload the system? Because if we don't get away from the tiger, we're dead anyway, right? So even if it's like a, a governor in an engine, right? Which the governor keeps the engine from going so high that it would damage the engine from running. So so if you've got a governor in a car, maybe it stops the car from driving above 120 miles an hour. Even though the engine has the capacity to take the car to 180, that would be bad on the engine. So there's a governor, a thing that stops it. In that situation, your body takes off the governors. This is why like moms can lift a car off of a baby. Your body had the capability of doing that, but it would never let you do that because you would tear all your tendons and, and muscles, right? So your body takes all the governors off and it's like, go! <laughs> the problem is, how often do you run from a tiger? Because I fucking don't. But how often do we get stressed? Oh, like every day. So we're operating in these systems in our body that we are not meant to operate in except in rare, rare, rare circumstances. And we have foolishly forgotten how to reset ourselves after you run from the tiger. Everybody knows this, right? And a gazelle runs from the tiger, gets away. Oh, those might live on different continents. I don't know, but whatever. Gets away. Once it realizes like the tiger's gone and it's okay, it gives a full body shake it lets out all that excess energy. Its brain clicks right back over. Ah, here we go. Everything's okay. Now we go right back into parasympathetic, rest and digest, back into peace. And then it keeps munching grass and everything's good. It didn't absorb any trauma. It doesn't stay in the experience. It doesn't store it in its body. It knows how to do all this shit. We've lost that largely, not, not completely, but in a lot of ways, because I think we are reacting to things that are not real stressors in the same way that they used to be. So you get in your car, well, first you wake up and you're late because you're trying to do so many things in the morning and then that's stressful. So now we've got cortisol and adrenaline going and then you get in your car and it's traffic and that's stressful and there's people on the road and someone's honking and you get to work and then somebody else was late too and now your boss is mad and you've got all these deadlines and emails are coming in all fucking day, emails all fucking day. So you never feel like you get ahead on and on and on and on and on, right? 
So where is the time for your body to just give a good shake and then go back to munching grass? Do you remember how to do that? So what we're doing is completely altering our nervous systems. We're altering the homeostasis, the base, the baseline, where we think normal is. And we're going to talk about that in the next episode, about how to rewire that baseline. Because it's really important and it's the main reason I see why a lot of the times we feel like we're stuck and we can't get over something and why do I keep creating this fucked up pattern in my life? How come things keep going wrong? How come I'm constantly living in financial struggle? How come I'm constantly living in work stress? How come I'm constantly bloody, bloody, blah? And it's because you are used to it. And in a sense, almost your system is addicted to it. And I don't mean that in any negative way. So I know we shy away from that word. But it's your system, your, your nervous system is so used to that that it bring you cause things to bring you back to that place because that's what feels safe. And we'll explain that more in the next episode, but I want to show you what this looks like, um, what stress did in my life. So I, in my, I moved out to Hawaii in my early twenties and after working a couple of uh, crap jobs. I, I started this amazing job working at a helicopter company and I quickly worked my way up to being the GM. And so along with the owner, I got to run that company for about 12 years. And it was just a ridiculously fun, cool job. It also almost was the death of me a handful of times, <laughs> not to be dramatic about it. Um, but I tend to be an over-responsibility taker. Well, I'll admit that. And I took on responsibility in a really big way for a lot that was going on in this company. I let myself take on more jobs than one. I, um, took it all so seriously. Um, and it took me a lot of years to really learn what was going wrong and why I had these patterns. I took on so much stress that eventually I wound up in the emergency room a handful of times and in various doctor's offices and many different tests being run and trying to figure out what was going on in my body. And finally, a really wise naturopath I was working with as sitting with all of these CAT scans and... Um, and, and results of ultrasounds and things. He's looking at all this and he finally says to me, um, Carol, you have to quit your job. And I was like, I can't. The company can't survive without me. And I need and I need this work. I'm paycheck to paycheck. And I'd only been there a couple of years. I was still in my late 20s. And he was like, well, then you're going to have to figure something out because this is killing you. You know? <laughs> I don't know if he used those words. He was very gentle about it. He was wonderful. And so I began this process of, um, and it was a long process, a very long process of learning how to shift the way that I handled and created stress. So here's the embarrassing part, okay? Once I started to, and this 
took many years. But once I started to understand that really all of the stress I was feeling was stress I put on myself via my own perception. I wasn't the one assigning myself all these tasks or the deadlines or the importance of all of these things, right? Like, Kara, if you can't get this kind of funding, the company could go under if you can't, right? There were, there were, everyone who looked at what I was doing validated my stress. Everyone. Everyone was also very aware of my stress because it was running around all day, every day, like a Tasmanian devil. <laughs> and in amongst this process of trying to heal, one of the deep-seated beliefs I uncovered was that I believed that in order to be a good person, you had to work hard. Good people were hardworking people. And I had this belief that if you were really, really, really stressed out, it was because you were working really, really hard because you were so dedicated and you cared so much. So I just let myself take on so much that I could barely stand. So once I figured that belief out, then I could go about unwinding that belief. So through these years of understanding that my perception was what was really causing this stress. And one of my wonderful coworkers um, showed me this excerpt from a book, and I wish I could tell you the name of it. Uh, I've tried to find the book over the years. But the, the, the excerpt talked about the chain of anxiety. And I went on to start teaching this to all of the employees because I realized after a while, once I really started to understand this, that I not only did I have the capacity at the company to not see things through the lens that would create stress, to look at things with the perception of chronic stress, meaning to not let everything fucking rile me up all the time. But eventually I realized I had the ability to actually soothe the stress that was running rampant through the company. So here's how that chain of anxiety works. Um, person A gets a phone call. Uh, phone call says the, the reports are wrong. Um, we blew the deadline. The company's gonna get fined. Uh, da, 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 da. Person A has a huge spike in adrenaline. Their nervous system goes into immediate fight or flight. They run across the office to person B. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Lewis, you're not going to believe it. The reports. Da, 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 da. Lewis is like, you're kidding me. Instant spike. He picks up the phone and calls Mark. Mark's like, no way. We did not mess this up. Yeah, we did. You're not going to believe it. I don't even know how we had it done. Da, 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 da. And the round and around and around we go. And now we have a herd, right? We've got our herd of humans. And that herd of humans is nervous system to nervous system to nervous system, lighting each other up like a Christmas tree. And what I started realizing when I realized this, that I started watching this happen, and I saw how many times I did this. And I came into my boss, who is a very dear friend of mine, and he's the only person above me at the company. So once it came to me, the only way I could, I could go was to him. <laughs> And I realized how many times I had done this to him, right? 
run to him, oh my god, ah, after this had all piled up to me. And I told him I owe you a sincere apology. And any time in the future I ever caught myself doing that, I would go back and apologize. I got, eventually I got really good at doing the opposite. So here's how I would visualize this in my head. It was like a domino reaction, you know, bup, 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 bup. And the dominoes were coming at me. And instead of letting myself get knocked over my domino, I angled my domino forward and I pushed all the dominoes back the other direction. So here comes the chain of anxiety, the chain of fight or flight, boom, 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 person to person to person to person. They get into me and I go, did anybody die? Is the building on fire? I think it's going to be fine. They'd walk in the door, Carrie, you're not going to believe it. I'd be like, I got this. And it was my body energy because I believed it. It wasn't really the words I said. And it wasn't really my body language. It was the energy in my nervous system that did not light up in fight or flight. Bring it in. What you got? We can handle it. And then I would send the domino back. Take a breath. It's going to be fine. We got this. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to find a solution. We're smart. Let's figure it out. And eventually the people around me started to figure out how to do this too. And we started sending domino chains back in the opposite direction. So we began, instead of the chain of anxiety, the chain of fight or flight, we began the chain of calm, the chain of getting shit done, the chain of peace, right? It was really humbling and embarrassing when I realized that my own perception was what was causing the stress all along. Because remember, let's take this example the other day. So I have this meeting. Was it that we think, we think, okay, meeting stressful caused stress, but that's not really how it works. How it really works is some kind of event or something goes on. I had a thought, or in this case, many thoughts about it, conscious or subconscious. My body reacted to that thought with an emotional reaction. If the thought was in evoking enough, if it was a big and dramatic enough that it hit a trigger or it somehow hit that fight or flight response, then instead of just an emotional reaction, I'm annoyed, I'm sad, I'm happy, it was ah, sirens and bells and fire alarms inside my body. And then, then what did I do? <laughs> I kept fucking having the thoughts. I kept telling the story. Now I'm like, oh yeah, they probably think this and da 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 and I can't believe they would and don't they even know and this and that and it's not fair and but right, I think how many times you say it's not fair <laughs> when you're stressed. It's amazing how fast we go into our victim mode. So here I am and I'm stomping around the house and I've got all this in my body and I'm impacting everybody in the household and like, did it fucking matter? No. No. Was anybody dying? Was the sky falling? No. Was I even going to remember it in a week? Nope. It was a couple days ago and I honestly can't even remember. Uh, I think I was mostly mad that somebody was stressed and frazzled on the call. And I absorbed that as an empath. I soaked it right up. I did not navigate it well at all. So... 
if you see a little bit of yourself in this, I'm going to guess there are two probable reactions happening in your system, unless this is not new to you. Number one is justification. Well, yeah, but my reason for stress is someone is dying, right? I'm taking care of someone who is, someone is dying or, um, like, well, yeah, okay. So Kara was 26, but she didn't have four kids to feed, right? Or whatever it is. So justification and, or embarrassment. Then, then we start to judge ourselves. Please, 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 can I rein you back in from both of those? You don't have to justify to me how real your stress is. Because I fucking believe you. I believe you. And anybody in your position would probably be totally stressed out. They probably would. I can't tell you how many people justified my stress with me. All the time. I heard it for decades. I have no idea how you do how much you do. I have no idea how you do this. And I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it. I thoroughly enjoyed. I remember saying um, in interviews back then uh, for jobs, even before this one, I thrive in a chaotic, stressful environment. This modern day Kara today, she doesn't. <laughs> she, she thrives in like a everything is wonderful. Let's dance under the full moon and take a nap pace. Doesn't mean I like don't like to get shit done and move fast, but the truth is I'm not a fan anymore because I've rewired my nervous system. And I have rewired, by doing that, I've rewired what I attract in my life. Because if I had done that overnight, oh, now all of a sudden I'm this peaceful person who doesn't thrive in this kind of chaos and stress makes me want to throw up and I would never tolerate it for any length of time. If all of a sudden that had happened overnight and I was still doing all the things I was doing, that wouldn't have worked. It took me a little while because as I was reworking myself, my own life was reworking. And I shifted this without changing my job. I did cut my hours back, but I... I didn't have to completely change. I had the same group of friends. I had the same partner. I had the same all, like none of that shifted for me to be able to come to a place of peace. It just took a lot of years of work. So I want to give you a couple little tools for changing your perception because that's the only thing that needs to change. So I want you to imagine um, there is like a huge, um, I was going to say tiger, but um, it's not very realistic. So let's say there is a huge uh, Doberman Pinscher or uh, some big pibble. Okay. It's running at you down the street. And immediately your body starts to go into fight or flight. And then you're like, that's Joey. And you realize it's your best friend's dog who knows you. And yes, you are going to get tackled, but with slobber. And so you go straight from fight or flight into crouch on the floor, open arms, like ground. And here comes this dog that you love so much, right? Whereas if it had not been Joey, 
if it had been that scary dog up the street that's attacked three people, you would have had a completely different reaction. And when your perception of the circumstance shifted, your body immediately changed. Did I change the circumstance? No, I did not. There is still a dog running at you. But your perception went from, this dog's going to bite me, to this dog's going to lick me. Your perception went from danger to joy, or, or whatever. Hopefully you like dogs, otherwise that's going to be a hard example for you, so pretend it was a bunny or something, okay? <laughs> that was a really big bunny, and big enough to make you nervous if you didn't know it. So how, Kara, are we going to go about shifting our perception? How are we going to go about shifting our perception of the things in our immediate life that are truly stressful? And if one of the things that's stressing you out is the world, please go back and listen to the previous episode where we talked about that. Um, it was one or two episodes back. I think, I think two episodes ago. Please, please, please. So here's what I want you to do. This is a simple but powerful thing. When you feel stressed about something in your life and you notice, okay, I'm stressed. I'm stressed about that deadline. I'm stressed that my, um, my boss is pissed about this thing. I'm stressed about blah, 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 whatever it is. I want you to get out a piece of paper and bonus points if you do this with a real pen or pencil, but you could type it if you have to. And I want you to write the top 10 reasons blank isn't a big fucking deal. Now, what if it's that, like, you might have cancer or you might get fired? Okay, maybe it's hard for you to write out the 10 reasons why it's not a big fucking deal, but try. See if you can go from big fucking deal to like medium fucking deal. But the vast majority of the time, when you go to write this list, truly, it's not even worth stressing over. And I, and I, you're not going to want to hear that in the moment. I know because we want to justify it. So I'm going to give you a couple of things that can go on almost all of your lists. No one's dying. Vast majority of the time, that is a true statement for the things that we are stressed out about. Okay. I mean, think about the things we get stressed out about. My fucking phone isn't working. I just got this thing, but the warranty expired. Now the damn thing's not working. And these are so expensive. Okay. No one is dying. Nothing is on fire. You're probably not writing this list if something's on fire. So you could put that on the list. Nothing's on fire. I won't even care about this in a week, a month, a year. That's a really, really, really helpful one. How about, I'm gonna laugh at this. I'm gonna laugh at this one day. I'm gonna laugh at this next week. So much of the shit we get really stressed out about is stuff that we do laugh about later. Blank loves me. My dog loves me, my partner loves me, my family loves me, 
yes, 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 I'm afraid about missing this deadline. I'm afraid about um, not getting into grad school. I'm afraid about um, finding out I'm pregnant when I don't want to be. I'm afraid of um, what am I going to do with this massive bill that I don't know how to pay. But nobody's dying. And I really am loved. Source loves me. And then this one you can write down. I think it's an important question to ask. I want to ask three different questions. Is it worthy of my energy? Is it worthy of my health? Is it worthy of my power? Because if you are stressed about it, you are giving it power. You are funneling it, your precious energy. And you are allowing that to be detrimental to your health. Is it worth those things? Yes or no? If the answer is no, then F off, stupid thing. <laughs> if the answer is yes, then there's probably a tiger chasing you and you should put down the pen and run. Unless it's like your friend's tiger, Joey, <laughs> who's just going to lick your face. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Recap. Top 10 things. This is not a BFD. It's not. It's not. You're going to be mad at me. You don't want to hear that in the moment. But what happens in the second that you realize or shift your perception, it was a BFD, it's not a BFD. What happened in that second? You took your goddamn power back. You took it back. You took your energy back. You took your power back. That thing no longer has power over you. And it's not an easy thing to do when we are deeply triggered or really freaked out or in our so ingrained pattern of stress. That's why I was emphasizing this took me years and years and years. And still this week, I had a totally stressed out moment. So we're going to link in the show notes below a link to the episode where I take you through the energetic practice to take your power back. So I want you to keep that and keep it handy or, or try it and remember it for when you have these stressful moments. And when you get hung up on something, write out your list. Top 10 reasons this is not a big fucking deal. And you know what else is really, 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 really cool about this? Is that when you shift that perspective... You do two things as it pertains to your future. Number one, you put yourself in a vibrational state to let the good stuff in. And number two, you take yourself out of a vibrational state to keep attracting stress. So future you is going to be really happy that you put the effort in to shifting perspective. Because future you doesn't want to be chronically stressed, I don't think. All right. Thanks for playing with me. I hope you look forward to next week's episode. We're going to talk about how to rewire that nervous system, what that means. And come and join me August 1st for the energetic group healing. So much love.
deep bow of gratitude to you, my friends, for showing up for yourself and taking the time for this experience. If you enjoyed this, and I hope you did, it would mean so much to me if you would write a positive review. And please share this with your friends who you think might enjoy it. My team has set up some free presents for you, including a guided meditation, an energy healing, and a sneak peek into one of my programs. So go to caraviana.com to download those. With the deepest love, cheers to all that you are.